0: what's going on y'all it's brandon mcgee here and i am so excited that you are inside the room where we discuss politics leadership and culture and when i tell you we got a show lined up today uh, we are inside the room with june archer if you don't know who he is just type in i am june archer and you'll be directed to his website and you're going to learn all about him but I got one even better for you. He's here today and we're gonna chop it up. We're gonna talk about his life, his give back to the community and what he has coming up next. Again, June Archer of Motivate You Podcast and the creator of the 100 men and women of color. He's here. So y'all keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. And as a matter of fact, Text somebody and say, yo, y'all need to download the official FUBU Radio app so you can stay connected. And again, thank you for joining Inside the Room with Brandon McGee. Keep it locked; Don't go nowhere. What's going on, everybody? Uh, You're Inside the Room with Brandon McGee, uh, where we discuss politics, leadership and culture, Y'all know it's another week, and I am just so excited uh, that each and every one of you joined me for my first show last week. Uh, I was able to have a really, really in-depth conversation with the first Black chief of staff here in the state of Connecticut, Mr. Paul Mounds. Um, We chopped it up a little bit. It felt like a history lesson, but it was good. It was good. Um, A lot has happened since, um, but I really want to jump in and and talk a little bit with someone who means a great deal to me. Uh, But he's super famous, got a really, really great career. Uh, I'm choosing not to read verbatim from his bio because he's inside the room and I really wanna have a deep conversation with him. From music, to community, to art, to networking, to writing books, to being on ESPN, BET, you name it. Everything about this man uh, is absolutely amazing. Uh, so as we continue to navigate through this month of Black history, highlighting Black leaders and supporting Black businesses, I want you to support this brother. I want you to go out and buy. He has several books, uh, but he has a, I think you've got another book coming out, but we'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about it. But as always, I am so excited that you took the time to either join us right before church service, or as you're going, or you're leaving, going to get some breakfast. So Let's jump right on in. June, welcome. Welcome to inside the room, your little bro trying to follow you, everything you're doing, Uh, I I am trying to do. So June Archer, first of all, who is June? Go for it, who's June? (laughs) That's a loaded
1: question. (laughs) First, let me say, uh, thank you for sharing your platform with me. I am one, excited, two, humbled, three, very proud of Mm. who you've become the road that you traveled and where you're going. I We don't know where you're going, uh, <laughs> but I can tell you. and i I'm say going like, somewhere, I don't know where. <laughs> it's only up That's from here, it's only up from here. And it. it's, uh, it's gonna be amazing. The journey has been amazing, uh, Brandon. And I am so excited that hopefully I have a lot of years left to see what that looks like. Uh, so I wanted to get that piece out the way. Uh, because I I had to make sure you had your flowers and and everything, because it it means a lot to me, because we tend to not give people the love, the support, and the accolades that they deserve until well after they're gone or well after they quit that particular race. So I want to put that out there. Um, Who is June Archer? Simply, I am a young man who came from a small town with big dreams. Grew up in... uh, Born in Hartford, Sargent Street, Baltic Street, moved to Windsor uh, as a six year old and went through the whole Windsor public school system. A kid who had dreams to be in the music and entertainment business, who turned down a soccer scholarship because he was very talented because he wanted to hold on to this notion that I can.
0: Pause, 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 pause. You play soccer? Oh. The kid is nice.
1: I am nice. Okay, keep I going. It. Keep going. I, keep I'm going. better than every sport that I played at in high school. <laughs>
0: oh, no. so, let's, let's, let's be clear. This is, I mean, as long as I've known you, you I mean, I never knew Dama- you had I a am I am I know, I know. That's like isn't soccer that like racial profiling?
1: <laughs> I won't hold it against you. I won't hold against you. But you know, my dad had me playing soccer at a very young age. He He was part of, you know, one of the founders of the Sportsman Athletic Club and the Cricket Hall of Fame. And what we would do on the weekends while they were playing cricket, we would watch, play soccer, play baseball, play cricket. Mm. And it was just something I picked up and and did very well. And by the time I got to my junior year, I had already been bitten by the music bug uh, with my, my good friend who's still my good friend today, who really, I always tell him like, if it weren't for him, uh, I wouldn't have been doing music and I wouldn't have been where I was if he didn't allow me to take a bite of that apple, uh, that proverbial music bug. And uh, that's DJ Chaotic. Some know him as Kevin Brown. And we really, we really knew that we were going to be in this music space. And it was 1989. The year I graduated. It was a competition where the first place winner would go on to. Have an opportunity to perform at the world famous Apollo Theater. Second place would be two hundred fifty dollars. Now, back then, two hundred fifty dollars is a lot of money, but That's coming a from coming from Hartford, um, you're like, you don't really you heard about the Apollo Theater. You watched it. You're excited, but man, either one of those would have been great. Fortunately, uh, we were blessed to win first place, and we go on to mm. the Apollo Theater. Um, the person who came in second place, a very familiar name someone who's super, uber successful. And every time I tell this part of my story, I always love to include her. Second place winner was Anika Noni Rose, my childhood friend, who has gone on to become an amazing actress, singer. She was singing back then. So when she started acting, I'm like, I I get the natural progression. That's not what she was doing throughout high school. And she became the first African-American Disney princess she went on to perform with Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson in Dream Dreamgirls. Uh, and the list goes on and on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love telling that story, Brandon, because I want young people to know that sometimes just because you don't come in first doesn't mean that you, you, you don't win or you can't win. Mm. The race isn't over. You, got, you keep going. You, never, you take that and you keep going. And she did exactly that thing. We go on and we take first place. We go to the Apollo Theater. This is 1989, Brandon. And I go to start college that September. I'm in CCSU, Central Connecticut State University. All the while, I'm, I have these dreams and aspirations. Turn down the soccer scholarship, go to Central because I want to be close to home so we could keep going back and forth to New York, try to make it. And in one day, 1995, we get the record deal. Wow. Keep in mind, look at that time frame, 89 to 95. 95 it's a lot of work um and along that journey uh my college professor dr mendez i was missing a lot of school and he came to me and said you know uh, are you going to get a tutor i said i don't think the record company's gonna pay for that i don't even i'm young in this thing i don't even know what's going on we're recording we're we're filming we're doing all these things and he's saying your peers are telling me you're on bt they're seeing you in magazines they hear your song on the radio uh Go out and do that, pursue that because you're learning more out there than I can teach you in this classroom. And I thank him and I thanked him tremendously up until two years ago. That if it wasn't for him being that road sign to allow me to pursue it, where would I have been? Um, 1997, the record comes
0: out. So, wait, pause a second because I think it's important. I just kinda wanna go deeper between 89 and 95, like what were you doing in between that time? Were you still like what they say on the chicken circuit, y'all performing everywhere throughout the country, doing your thing back and forth to Apollo. Like what was happening during that time?
1: From 89 to 95, we're going back and forth to the Apollo. We're working with every producer you could think of at the time. We're meeting everyone you could think of at the time, which a lot of people see me with famous notable people now not realizing it's not that I met him now. No, you've established a relationship. We've been together since 89 when we were all trying to make it. Some made it sooner than others. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to college during this time. I'm actually working a job, a corporate job at Cigna because Kevin Brown, who got me into this thing, his mother said, I don't know what your boy is going (laughs) to do, but you're going to start working at Cigna in September when you get this job. Like, as soon as the summer's over, you're going to work. and." the thing that happens with a lot of my peers is we fall into that proverbial trap of what connecticut allowed us to do mm. right it it was and i loved my guidance counselor miss wiggins
0: loved her but she I don't have the too. same story my guidance counselor was a mess but anyway go ahead no, thank she, god for miss wiggins no
1: i thank god for her because she was a woman of color who mm. understood women, uh, children of color, but she failed to give me the combinations, right? Failed to think about what those pathways were. And as with her counterparts, it was go to a four-year college and university. And when you graduate, you can't not get a job. You live in the insurance capital of the world. (laughs) You can get a civil service job. You can work for the state. And I can guarantee I'm not a big numbers guy. They've been really good at math, but I could <laughs> probably way. I could probably say ninety percent of everyone I went to school with or grew up with fell into one of those three categories. Because we most certainly a lot of us working at Signa, and they're all retiring now, empty nest kids mm-hmm. are grown. Some of them are grandparents, or they work for the state and they're retiring. Mm-hmm. They fell into that trap and never really had the opportunity to follow their dreams based on what they went to school for or their passions. Mm-hmm. And while I was struggling to follow this passion, of course people, oh man, I, I applaud you. I really want, I, I wish I should have did that. No, you really don't. Cause you, you don't want what comes with it. Mm-mm. You don't want the nose or the doors that are slammed and you don't want to have to drive back and forth to New York and you're trying to figure out who's got five on it, who's trying to chip in <laughs> for gas money and then you got to wake up and come back and go to school or go to work week after week after week after week until that 95 year comes up and you get the deal. But then two years go by because you're recording, you're trying to get artist development to finally in 1997, September, that the record drops, the single is out, the video is out, and we are everywhere. But here's the well, thing.
0: But who's we, though? Because I want people to know like June Archer and like you're an enterprise in and of itself. You are a brand. And I always I talk to a lot of young men because you've mentored me. I'm able to give back to other young men. And we talk about your group. And I want you to talk a little bit about room service. What like talk to us? Well, like you, you are a precursor to a lot of these folks who are around here jumping around as if they created stuff. Talk to us. Yeah, Yeah, we we were the godfathers of this thing. And we weren't the only ones. We weren't the only
1: ones who, in that era, had record deals and had songs on the radio. But uh, for us, room service consisted of myself, uh, Gary Wade, who's from Hartford, Kevin Brown, who's now DJ Chaotic Windsor, uh, Bobby Burrows out of New Haven, and Delano Davis out of Springfield. And we were produced by super producer All Star, who, you know, uh, got his claim to fame. And, and that's how we got the opportunity to get our record deal was being the producer behind some of SWV's greatest hits and the producer behind a lot of great remixes. So coming out of Hartford and, and Springfield, it was really a big deal. And back then you had, fortunately and unfortunately, um, smooth uh, R&B artists from Middletown. You had Born Americans, Notch was from Hartford. You had Skinny Boys. You had Steezo out of New Haven. You had Surface, uh, who Bernard Jackson was out of Hartford and and worked at Cigna doing security, right? You had Jagged Edge, the twins went to Fox Middle. So we had groups, we had the Dark Gables. We had the Gables that they went to school in Hartford, Weaver and I think Hartford Public. So we had groups, right? This was before the the internet was really popping. There's, There's no MP3s. We were sending None out vinyl records. Final records. <laughs> right? Right. So it's easier now. So when people say, oh, people in Hartford, they can't make it like we're like crabs in the barrel. Absolutely not. You you gotta want to put in the work. And back then, That's right. we put in the work in the in the 80s and 90s, we put in the work and we got the record deals. Right. But now with the advent of in, the internet and how you we could record this right now, press the button. Brandon and everyone in the universe has that's right that's right back then you had to mail this thing out and then call say hey Brandon did you get the did you get the record did you put the needle on it so you can (laughs) tell me how you feel about it right right you got to open it pull it out put it on the record put it on the record now in one click of a button
0: it's there you just hit another button and it's playing that's it And they're not even buying albums anymore. You know, we're buying songs, but we ain't going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that.
1: So as room service, we were always those young men when everyone was going to parties, outside playing, we were rehearsing at the local community center, in someone's driveway, in our basements, in the studio. Like we were putting in the work. We really willed this situation to happen. Like we would talk on the phone at night and make crowd noises like we were coming out on stage, and what it would look like, and what the smoke would look like, how it would billow. We literally spoke it into existence. So by the time we got there, and, and and I have to say there's a lesson here, by the time we got to that to that point in our career where we had made it, and we were on radio and television and on tour, we didn't really get to appreciate it. Because it was like, we arrived, but it was like we had always already been living it. Mm-hmm. And, 1999. The classic bh one story happened too much, too fast, too soon. It's over. Wow. And that was what year? That's 1999. Wow. 1999. And people say, oh man, like how could you, I said, the easy part was getting a record deal and you see how long that took.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The hard part mm-hmm. was keeping it. The hard part is trying to stay on top. Hard
0: part staying on top, but let's pause right there.
1: Let's pause right there for for a break in action. We'll come back after this commercial. Break. Look,
0: look, I don't, I don't even want to move. Like I'm sitting here, <laughs> and I've heard many of these stories, but when you when you pause a second just to kind of take it all in, and hear sort of your your life journey and the progression. Um, is powerful so again if you all are just tuning in you just told your cousin and them to join in inside the room with Brandon McGee here Uh, we are inside the room with June Archer uh, none other than the great June Archer uh, and he's bringing us up on everything that he has been uh, have has accomplished uh, and continues to accomplish but most importantly um, the music industry and his introduction to it um, but I think, and you, in June, you're known, um, you're known saying this. I believe that we have the power to change our lives when we change our perspective. And so, when we come back, I want you to talk a little bit on how you were able to pivot and really rebrand yourself and reintroduce June Archer. So again, y'all keep it locked, don't go nowhere. We'll be back with Mr. June Archer uh, right here on FUBU Radio. What's going on y'all welcome back welcome back we are still here inside the room with June Archer if you missed the first half you missed a treat but of course you know if you download that app the official FUBU radio app you can lock into every single episode and be a part of the family here uh, on inside the room so June I believe that I have the power the power to change lives to change my life if I change my perspective so at that time in 1999 what happened? What happened? Too much, too fast,
1: too soon. Group breaks up, and I find myself back in Connecticut. And of course, I get back into the trap of the rat race. I go back to Cygna, able to kind of reclaim my 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 position and, and, and job there. And I go back and um I'm working on the UTC side of things where I'm doing, you know, death benefits for UTC employees. And one day my supervisor, my manager, calls me into the conference room and says, you know, can we can we have a conference that you and I. And of course, you know, you say to yourself, man, like we're not scheduled to have a conference like. What, what is this we, about? What is this about? <laughs> like, did I, I give need my job too much money? Did I not give somebody enough money? Was I not appropriate on the phone with someone when I'm doing a death benefit or or asking for a birth certificate? Because, you no." Know, as you're doing that, you, you have to be sensitive. Someone passed, and you're trying to take care of family, and you're trying to compensate them for what their lo- loved one who passed has left for them. So I'm in my mind, Brandon. I'm like, man, what what did I could I have done? And of course, you know, you sit down, and um, God bless it. My, my manager at the time, Grady Green, says, um, "Yes, I wanted to talk to you about you know uh, what you're doing here. You know, we love you." Everyone enjoys you, you and you're such a, a breath of fresh air. And I said, man, this is the talk you get when you're about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so as that proverbial movie, I am I rewind all the way to the top and I'm like, I don't know where anything... Where, where are we the-
0: going? This? Where are we going with this?
1: Where are we going with this? <laughs> and she says to me, once again, another road sign. The first road sign I told you was... Dr. Mendez, my professor of communication. Your professor, yeah. Right? So here goes another road sign. And she says to me, I want you to take the rest of the week off. Matter of fact, I want you to take a week off. When you come back, I want you to give your two weeks notice. And I'm saying to myself, was it that bad? (laughs) And she goes, before you start thinking about anything, let me just tell you. It's not something that you're doing or you're not doing. Mm. You don't belong here. Wow. You deserve to be doing something else. This is not about you. This is about what you should be doing. What what your purpose is. Mm. And I took that time off because at that point, I'm I'm at Cigna and people are at you know show me my cassette tape and my CD and and I'm reminded almost daily of the life that I was living prior to coming there. Like it, yeah. those worlds were merging. And I took that week off. And ironically, there was a music festival in Puerto Rico. And I go to Puerto Rico. And it's there that I'm seeing a lot of my peers in the music business, seeing friends. And the producer we were working with is there. And he says, man, what are you up to? Like, what are you doing? And I said, I'll be honest with you, nothing. I think I just lost my job. This is and I'm here,
0: taking the taking a week off to go back and give my two weeks notice. But can I ask you a, a question? Because I I, I want to I'm going to make the assumption, during the early '90s or late '90s, um, going into the early 2000s, I don't think mental health or at least the acknowledgement of mental health was at the forefront of conversations. No. What was your mental space during that time? Because I mean, you're famous. You're on. Every billboard, you're famous around here in these streets, you are traveling with the who's who, money in your pocket, doing your thing, and bam. Like what?
1: Yeah, I I, someone took the needle off the record and, and stopped.
0: And now on top of that, you got your job telling you, go for your dreams. Get out of here. I was you deserve better. And I was just living my dreams. And I was just so like, how you know, I don't even a- know the question to ask. Like, how how did you question. make it? Uh, it
1: goes back to how we started this this, this second segment. Um, always look at the glass half full. Mm. And I never stop. As long as my feet hit the ground every day, I, I move. I move. I continue to move forward. I continue to move upward. I continue to move lateral if need be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, It's hard to hit a moving target, Brandon. Right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what the negativity is, no matter if, The people who doubted that you would get a record deal, right? But then see you get it and are disgusted that you got it, are envious that you got it, only for you to come back home and and they're grateful that you no longer, like you have to keep moving. Got it like, yeah, I told you, but nah, you where were you (laughs) when everything was good? Like you didn't you didn't congratulate anybody, you were waiting for the downfall. Okay,
0: right, I got you.
1: But here we are, and a couple of things change when I come back. First
0: of all- But I cut part- you off. You were gonna go into the whole concert and everything, but I wanted you to talk a little bit no, about I'm the gonna, mental health but. Okay. You. So okay.
1: I say to myself, just getting away and going to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. was a great time out <laughs> to reflect. Sometimes we're so immersed in our day to day that we never, we never do this. Watch the basketball games. 20 second time. I need a 20 second timeout. Let me yep. let me get a timeout. What does yep. that mean for the person who's working a nine to five or in corporate America? That means sometimes. Ask somebody to watch the kids. Mm. Ask your spouse. Can we go out and just grab a bite or get a soft drink? It doesn't have to be a drink of alcohol. And if it is, right. that's fine, too. Yep. Let's 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 have your mom or your dad or my mom or my grandma or mama watch the kids and let's let's just go out and grab a bite or let's just go for a drive. What does that 20 second timeout look like? Cause we get so wrapped up in every day cause we want to be great parents. We want to be great spouses. But people never tell you that it takes work. It is work. It is a full-time job. Yep. But you can't ask any athlete who's playing a sport to play the game from beginning to end without taking a time out. So why are we going through life not trying to take a time out or throw a halftime in there somewhere and say let's go away for the day, mm-hmm. the week, mm-hmm. the weekend and take a break and come back to these these things that are weighing heavy on us or these things that are are giving us anxiety, these things that are stressing us out and come back with a fresh perspective. Mm. Sometimes you gotta step back, walk away in order to come back and say, all right, now I know how I'm gonna tackle this. I know I've I've, I've been able to shed some of this and now I could come back with vigor and I could come back with energy and a new and bright perspective to tackle this situation or these people at work or this business that I'm, I'm, I'm running. We have to do that. So for me, that mental health piece, I think Ms. Gray Dean Green knew that from a mental health perspective, that I didn't need to be there because I was doing the work, Brandon, I'll be honest. But during that time, anybody that knows me, I was I was doing hot chocolate. So I'm I'm walking around during lunchtime, dropping flyers off people's desks. I'm, I got a, a slow jam mixtape I'm putting on people's desks, selling them, handing out mail, dropping stuff off, going downstairs, getting printer paper. Hey, you want this mixtape? Hey, here's a flyer to this event. Hey, here's a event to... You know, the celebration of life. I was doing that 25 years ago. I was doing that through the whole time because that was my release. That was my mental mm. health. I'm doing this from nine to five, but from five to nine, that five to nine is mine.
0: I'm doing so, Wednesday Night Live at, at Bar With No Name. Going to the local. So, so you, wait, 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 you're dropping it on us. So, so now we were fast forwarding. We are now in the creation of this, Amazing person who has created the 100 Men and Women of Color um, June Archer School of Arts, June Archer Foundation, Hot Chocolate Soul. We're talking about solid events, right? Um, I'm missing one: the Celebration of Life, where you contribute almost hundreds of thousands of dollars to organizations, uh, primarily AIDS foundations, like. how do you do all of this stuff? Oh, and by the way, y'all, if you're just tuning in, this is June Archer. We're talking to June Archer. You also have a podcast. like So now you're like this world-renowned motivational speaker. You're still heavily involved in the industry. Like, who, Who's June Archer now? Because you, you talked about the struggle. You talked about the fame and all of that rebranding. And here you are now. Like, oh, and by the way, if y'all want to learn more about them, just type in June Archer. Everything will come up. Like, I'm just saying, like, this it's is funny. I did that the other day and everything does come up. It does. <laughs> you're like, should I do it? Uh, am I
1: wrong for doing it? Let me just no see. No, you're not. <laughs> and when I type in, it's me and a, and a white woman named June Archer. So I I, 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 I immediately, <laughs> shout, immediately. Out,
0: shout out to her. But this is I am JuneArcher.com. So y'all can look them up there. So, I mean, what's what's good? I mean, you are just like the man on the move. You you log on to your podcast, you got Mary J. Blige, you got all of these folks. Like, what's what's happening in your world nowadays? I'm at a point
1: where it's about legacy Mm. and what you leave behind and the things that you collect that you could give away. Right? You can't Mm. you can't be blessed and not be a blessing to others. You can't you can't accumulate so much and be given so much that you coveted Mm. right so that means what what am I saying Brandon I'm saying if I collect all these blessings of people that are interviewing with me if I collect things that people want to give me and I don't share it right if I don't say hey Brandon I need I have someone that you it would really benefit for you to connect with or Brandon you know someone gifted me five ties so I want to give you two of them Brandon, someone gave me a pair of tickets to this event. I'd love to take you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are you you blessing someone with that you've been blessed with? And even if it's not stuff, it's information. What did I learn that I could share with you? You and I will go back and forth about books. We'll go back and forth about quotes. Go Mm -hmm. back and forth about experiences. If you're not sharing that with someone that could give them the, the light at the end of the tunnel, or a gem that they can use when they find themselves at the at a crossroad or a fork in the road. What are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Who are you serving? So June Archer is a, a community guy. I've always been that way. That that was my parents. That's all I saw
0: growing up. Mm-hmm. They with are swag, about- with swag, with swag, with swag. Because oftentimes people think community, you got to be a slouch and not no 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 no
1: no. It's, it it is. If the people see you smiling, if they see you looking good, that means something. When you walk in a room and you keep your head up and you got a smile on your face,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you reaching out and you got your hand out to give them a handshake or a hug, that means something. That allows people to, to stand up straight, to smile. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much of a blessing that is for some people who keep their head down every day, all day? <laughs> based on where they woke up this morning?
0: I know for, for me, the community side, um, I'm a beneficiary of, of that. Um, I remember when we first met, and this was well over 20 years ago, at my high school, and you were um, participating in a program called um, Career Beginnings. Uh, and um, I don't think you knew exactly what you were signing up for, sure but didn't. you were there. You were suited up, ready to go, with a smile. Uh, and serious about this whole idea of mentoring. And I got to tell you, like, that was life-changing. Life-changing. Because it was, I didn't know anything about a June Archer. I just knew, like, that's the coolest brother in this room with a suit on. Um, and you were just as fly as you were now then. Uh, and it, it, it was absolutely amazing. And where I'm going with this is you've been able to turn this this energy, this this vibe, this mood into a franchisement. Like you literally, so this motivate you podcast, these books, the shoes, the app, the ties. I mean, you name it. Everybody's trying to figure out how to get a piece of this June Archer brand that quite frankly will help them get some more money. But two, money attracts money. And you got a movement going on here. So what's really good with motivate you in this new package, we can hire you like, I want you to talk a little bit about some of those opportunities uh, that exist in your world.
1: Well, I'll start with motivate you. Motivate you was kind of like a springboard to motivating and inspiring people. And I thought of it when I came out with the first book, Yes, Every Day Can Be a Good Day, which was birthed <laughs> from my wife and I go into couples therapy five years in, and I found the need that people were like always negative in that space. And I'm like, man, I want to, I want to inspire people to look at the glass half full. So I come that's out right. with that book and, and I'm like, yo, it would be great to have a podcast. Like, I want to brand this thing. Like, I want to motivate you. So I'm like, let's create, motivate university. Let's, let's, cause people would say, I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a motivational speaker. And that's great that's great on a surface level. So I started telling people, I'm a motivational teacher. Mm. And that's how I created Motivate University because here's the thing, with these motivational speakers, what what they do is they get you excited in a moment, Brandon. Brandon, you could do anything, you could be anything, you could X, Y, Z, you could jump to the moon Mm -hmm. and you're excited and then you go home and then guess what, you're met with, you don't have no tools. Exactly. Mama Nam saying, go bust these suds. <laughs> Garden broke down. And I done got a flat. Craig Nam <laughs> called, said they need money because they need to buy a new refrigerator. So you go back into this environment and you are deflated. Mm-hmm. Well, my whole perspective was when I got into that lane was I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna get you excited. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna speak life into you, but I'm gonna give you the tools that when you go back that you could say, man, I'm going I'm to rebuke the devil. I'm, I'm going to kind of take these pieces and, and, and people off the board because they, they really don't want to see me win. But I know how to deal with them now, and I know the mentality going it forward. So once they tell me that I ain't going to be nothing or I can't be nothing based on where I'm at, June Archer had told me ahead of time that you was going to say that. So mm-hmm. I know how to navigate that now. That's the difference between a motivational speaker and a motivational teacher I'm giving you tools necessary to combat any negativity or anything the devil puts in front of you hmm. so motivate you uh, allow me to I had been working with artists for quite some time when I when I left being an artist and I got to be the president of the label that I was under I had the opportunity to work with Jay-Z, Beyoncé 50, Mario, Marion, Chris Brown, so many others and one day after working on the Get Rich or Die Trying, you know, I'm back and forth to 50s office, uh, G-Unit, and I talked to one of his right-hand men, Jeremy Bettis, who is now my executive producer of my show, and I tell him, man, I just started this motivate you thing, and I would love to just do like a 60-second video uh, on the platform. and He's like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Like, we can change things up, because at that time, they were like world star, They just... You know all the craziness, all the negative, mm-hmm. and it started out as sixty seconds, and then turned into a minute and a half, turned to three minutes, and then one day I'm he was like, "Yo, what do you want to call this show?" And I'm like, "I want to call it the Winner Circle. I'm gonna turn this motivational <laughs> thing into the Winner Circle."
0: Yeah.
1: And it was ironic because Fifty had already a record out called the Winner Circle, and I'm like, "This is great. I'm a I'm gonna rock this record. This be my <laughs> intro." Right. Right. Tony Yayo's in the office. And I'm like, hmm, I got an idea. And I'm like, yo, Yayo, yo, let me interview you real quick. And he's like, all right, cool. And that was my first interview ever. That was about maybe like 35 minutes. And that went viral. And I knew Mm -hmm. right there, I was like- You were onto something.
0: something. Mm -hmm.
1: I got something. Cause I remember doing the videos and being really inspiring and trying to motivate people, and my producer Jeremy was like, "Whatever you do, don't read the comments. Post, yeah, don't, don't read the comments. keep it, do, keep it, keep it moving, keep it moving. Don't read the comments." And I'm like, "Man, whatever." And mm-hmm. what did I do one day? I, read, I was like, "I'm built for this," and I read the, oh. comments. I read the comments, and one stuck out, and they were like. Man, who's this old? Tell this old mother, get a, nobody want to hear him, all this positive stuff. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have read the comments. No. <laughs> and I kept reading the comments, Brandon, as weeks went by. Hmm. And I started to see a shift in the mentality. And people were saying negative things, but now people behind those negative comments were saying, Nah, hold on, let that brother talk. Yeah. No, nah, I like this interview. Like I love how he asked that question. I love how he did. No, let matter of fact, I like the way because they were they were Jones on the way I was dressed. Cause I was coming in with suit jackets, <laughs> suit tie jacket. sometimes. And it's a hip, <laughs> it's a hip hop platform.
0: So yeah. they would
1: get... until people were like, nah, I think I like the tie. Oh, he he, he don't even tie the tie now, like it's it's untied. So I started trying to find this happy medium. Yeah, maybe the the bow tie is a little, it's not militant, but maybe it's too formal. Let me just, let me Mm -hmm. untie. I started to put a little sugar in the medicine. And people were listening. And then I interviewed Styles P. And we talked about Biggie. We talked about his daughter who who had committed suicide. And people started saying, I'm trying to inspire you for the people that you know and love and you listen to and you watch are sharing their stories of Mm. triumph, of failure, of real life things Hmm. and pouring their heart out. And people started to really recognize that. And at that time, I was probably one of nine people who had a a show on the platform and no one was trying to help me out. Um, And now I am the number one guy on the platform. Yes you are. Yes you are. But that took probably four years. So Once again, when we talked about the 89 to 95, talking about the last mm-hmm. four years, I'm vying I'm to do the best and be the best. But the one thing I know, when we talked about that mental health piece, Brandon, is I don't stop. Nope. I don't, I made lateral, but I don't mm-hmm. go back. And if I go back, it's only to see the whole field,
2: mm-hmm.
1: see how I can conquer it. But I kept going, I kept moving forward. Uh, and then it allowed me uh, over the past couple months for you know some of the people in publicity at, at OWN, at Oprah, uh, to say man we June is our go-to guy when we do press junkets. That's BP, for sure. June Juna's our go-to guy with the press junkets. People are requesting to interview with me. Uh recently it was Sean Paul. It was Tito Jackson.
0: These are people Tito, you don't get you don't get no closer to you Michael. don't get no closer to Michael. But <laughs> so so hold, hold on a second. So I, I know folks are, are tuning in uh right now again thank you for tuning in inside the room. We're with June Archer, uh, talking a little bit about um, his podcast, June Archer, the Motivate You um, podcast series. You can go on to Apple, I believe all other platforms, uh, to download that podcast and hear uh, some of the guests he's had on there. And I'm talking about he's had some really amazing people. But we're going to take another quick break, bring them back on, and we'll close out. But it's never too late to share. Inside the room with your cousin, your grandma, who's at the house, probably chilling right now. She could be listening in on this amazing person, June Archer. Keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. And again, share the app with your family. Official FUBU Radio. What's up, y'all? Welcome back inside the room with Brandon McGee where of course we discuss politics, leadership and culture. And right now we are unpacking the culture um, with June Archer. Uh, And I gotta tell you, I'm not usually uh, nervous or just enamored by folks who come into the room. Um, but June got me all, you know, just listening. Like I'm on a, I'm sitting Indian style, what they call it, crisscross applesauce or something like that. The kids call it. And I'm sitting there literally like listening, like a little kid in the candy shop, because it's been amazing to hear your humility uh, at times when you really didn't have it. And you were like, I'm June Archer. Like I should be able to be doing my thing. Uh, but literally taking the lemons and making mad lemonade and giving it out to other people um, is the best way that I can describe it. Uh, so in this closing portion of, of our, our interview, um, I want you to just kind of share with us where you at, what's going on. I know you have a workshop or some sort of a series happening. There's another announcement that you, a partnership that you just um, kicked off. I saw saw on your Instagram page, share with us so, so we can either pay for your services, download the app, something. I don't know what to do.
1: Well, here's the thing. What I realized over the years is I am a lover of people and I loved the era of shaking hands and kissing babies. And I had become a what I realized a master networker. Uh, one day when I walked into T-Mobile to, to upgrade my device and they told me I kept uh, jamming the system and realizing that I had over 20,000 contacts on my phone and they were like, who are you?
0: Wait, you kept like, jamming the system? I'm like, I'm June
1: Archer. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, do you know all these people? And I'm the I'm dot connector, I am the conduit. And And so when I realized that over the years of just meeting people, maintaining relationships, I wanted to teach people the proper way, especially during the pandemic, how to network how to build long-lasting relationships or business relationships. So I created the Definitive Art of Networking, which is an online networking course. And if, for those who are trying to start a business, uh, create more business for themselves, uh, get more out of what they're doing for social media or whatever it is that they, they want to do, go to the website, imjunearcher.com. It is half price off right now to learn what I consider the Definitive Art of Networking, right? And I even give tidbits of, how to make a cold call? How to actually pull out icebreakers like right on the spot? I go through the whole thing. That these things are tried and tested. And when I was in that space, people were saying, "Man, like, how do we how do we connect with you?" And I would tell them, like, just go to the website. I, I do life coaching, or we could do whatever. And you know, some people are intimidated by that. Some people don't know how to reach you. And I was approached by a, a mentee of mine who had been following me for some years when I did the New England Music Seminar. And Mm -hmm. he says to me, we have this new app that we're dropping and all of these, we have these few celebrities and people pay you for your time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, well I got this, I do life coaching. So they could just go to the website. He was like, no, this is something different. Mm -hmm. Go in and you can have a five minute text conversation with someone one-on-one and for that five minutes, you could pay five dollars. You could pay any amount like you can as the person who is giving out the information, you could charge whatever you want. I can charge. Wait, you.
0: so I can call you and I'd be like, look, can you hook me up with um, Janet Jackson, please? Because I want to have a conversation with her.
1: Can Here's you tell me
0: how how to get.
1: Here's the thing. You, is never it... call, you never call me. You can only text. I can only text you through the app. Got you. So and the five minutes. It goes down when we're texting. So the conversation could go on for days if we never, we never use up that five minutes of text texting time.
2: Oh, have okay. that. That's
1: the beauty of it, right? Okay. So we text back and forth, but one if you if the five minutes is up, and you want to talk again,
0: five more hit dollars. Hit
1: that button. Say I, I'm dropping five more dollars for some more conversation.
0: But where else can you get real time, um, coaching, the benefits of someone who's gone through the industry, proven. Like five dollars, like that's absolutely nothing. That's on nothing. top of yeah, that that's amazing. And what's the name of that app again? That is called Chat for Five. If
1: you're on Instagram, it's at uh-huh. Chat for Five, and it's five dot com. And you go in, and there's a you list put of a people. special
0: code. Do you put June Archer or something like that? How does that work?
1: <laughs> you could put five dot com backslash June Archer, and you'll find and you'll find me there. And I'm listed. As one of the professionals on it, so if you just go to the website, you'll see me. You could pop my name in the search, and it pops up. But it really allows you to hit people who are are really great in the industry and have something to share. Um, so that's where Damn. I am.
0: Was- so, so real quick, so two things because I have to ask you a question about the Super Bowl before we go. Yes. Um, how can people keep in, in touch with you? Uh, any last parting words on June Archer? Like, what's the deal? What's your social media handles? All of that.
1: All right. So, the best way to reach me is I am JuneArcher.com. You can navigate to find anything you want books, motivational speaking, life coaching, uh, the networking piece, all of those things. Any of my events, everything is at I am JuneArcher.com. If you go to my social media, IG, Twitter, And anything else, it is at June Archer, J-U-N-E-A-R-C-H-E-R.
0: So Super Bowl 56, that was amazing. Okay. And I'm not talking about the actual game because I just, I can care less. I'm sorry. Um, But let's just say the (laughs) pregame, let's just say the pregame performance with gospel duo Mary Mary was absolutely phenomenal. We're not going to talk about the fact that they were on the grass outside of the stadium, but whatever. Um, And Auntie Mary, Jay Blige, uh, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, 50 Cents, and clearly the partnership between Jay-Z, Roc Nation, and NFL proven much success, right? You had all of this Black magic happening. What are are your thoughts on it? In the industry, doing your thing, and look, we are in 2022, and we are watching for the first time ever.
1: It It was a great night. It was a great opportunity and a a great platform for that to happen. I think what people overlooked was the fact that Jay-Z was at the helm of making sure that that happened. He was giving money and the opportunity to have a seat at the table to create what Mm. we saw Super Bowl halftime. So kudos to to Dre for, for producing it, but also... Jay-Z is a part of that conversation. That's right. One of the things that we have to walk away from is, Jay's a part of it, Dre did his thing, and Eminem stood up not only for people of color, but for the culture. And I think that night, that night, uh, whether you choose to believe it or not, if you look on social media and see what happened, no matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, polka dot, or other, a lot of people enjoyed that performance. Oh, yeah. And that oh, yeah. to me was the win because <laughs> I agree with Jay. We're past kneeling. We can't be performative. Nope. People that are in those positions cannot be ornamental. Let's nope. do the work. And Sunday at the Super Bowl halftime, that's that's where we saw that the work actually spoke for itself.
0: Well, on that note. June Archer, my mentor, my big bro, thank you so much uh, for what you continue to do for so many young black men in particular, but just about everybody who you come in contact with. Uh, so I'm looking to see during this year and the years to come bigger and better. Uh, but meanwhile, we need to make sure you're so overwhelmed with Motivate You in this new networking app that you just you're going to have to create something different or start hiring people to do the work that you're doing so i received received that and listen listen it's gonna it's gonna happen so of course y'all y'all make sure you keep it locked on fubu radio with yours truly brandon mcgee inside the room where we discuss a little bit of politics we talk with great leaders like june archer and of course we unpack and go deeper into the culture all right until next time i'll see y'all next sunday